I'm Jake Holcomb. And I'm Caleb Nolan. And this is What the Podcast. Today, we are here with my dad, Chad Nolan. Good to be here. Good to be here. Introduce yourself. Well, I'm Chad Nolan, and I, I'm probably the oldest guest you have ever had on this show. You are. I'm glad to be here. About a couple months. <laughs> he just turned 30 this yeah. uh, this uh, past June. So yeah, yeah. Turned 30. Um, how was your day today? Cold. It's getting colder. But it's yes, good. It's good. I didn't have to work. So that was... Yeah, your last day was Thursday. Yesterday, right? Thursday yeah. Thursday, yeah. Um, so... You've had a lot of musical experience. You've obviously, you're, yes. yeah. you're obviously <laughs> like in a band, mm-hmm. been in a couple throughout your life. Um, what was your biggest inspiration? Well, I guess, you know, it's hard to pinpoint, but if you want to go way back to when I started, probably, you know, my dad, your granddad was in the gospel group. I remember that. My uncle, Uncle Major. Uh, and you know my cousin uh, was in gospel groups and I just remember being really really young and seeing the equipment and just thinking it was neat at an early age right. and I don't know I just kind of piqued my interest at a, at a young age and then from there of course I got into the record collection of my parents and they had you know I was lucky enough to stumble upon good music and uh, they had Johnny Cash and Jerry Lee Lewis and Elvis all, all where, top three artists right there yeah. you know and you listen to those three records you know right off the bat and I mean you're just almost or at a young age you're destined to probably going to be influenced and be in mm-hmm. music you know then you go from there and, and then we discovered music of our day which was uh, really got into Kiss and that just blew our mind you know you're six years old and discovered watching somebody yeah. you know like Kiss you know it's breathing fire and spitting blood and all that kind of stuff your yeah. little mind's blown and so then you know having a brother and, and we both had the same you know kind of inspiration there and, and fed off of each other and, you know that just kind of what got got the ball rolling right um so you've been in a lot of bands i guess probably some yeah. that i don't even know go over some of those well you know we start from like the beginning yeah well we tried to have a band when i first was in like seventh and eighth grade and uh it really didn't wasn't very successful because we really didn't know how to play you know <laughs> right <laughs> so well we, we had a band anyway and we didn't know how to play we thought you just i guess we was uh delusional and we thought you just kind of uh just got instruments and you just all of a sudden was a band but so we had that band and then then got on into high school and the first real band got in was with me and my brother Matt and then uh, Matt Young we and Stacy Kitches we started a band called Release how we came up with that name I don't know but uh <laughs> um but we played a you know we played in the talent shows and just this and that whenever they'd let us play we begged people to let us play and so I had released and I went on and, and got into a band uh got up with some older guys who was a little bit older than me and they were already like playing you know and, uh like playing parties for money which i didn't even know you could get paid for such as that at that time and we started a band called uh well, actually driver 
D-R-Y-V-R. Ooh. <laughs> and then we Very went. edgy. Yeah. And then we had shirts made. I wish I could find one of those. Cool. And then we uh, got that, me and that drummer uh, formed another band called Tindall Midnight. And we that's when we got Mike Willard, who's the bass player that, you know, ended up playing with, still plays with now, you know, with Misbehaving, which Misbehaving came on later. And got Campus Country. That was a great experience, you know. Got school paid for then, you know. And, and, that's always good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was just, uh, we, it was kind of a, uh, a strict environment, which I, I, I didn't appreciate much at the time, but looking back now, I'm glad I went through that process of having that. They really taught you discipline and, you know, how you needed to really, Control yourself, I guess. Yeah, you know, work on your instrument and, and singing harmonies and how to yeah. really sing. And it was a good program, and, I, and I, it still is. You got your full potential out, I guess. Well, yeah. Kind of. Should have got my full potential out. But then, from there, started misbehaving, and that really, we kind of caught some uh, traction and played, you know, played parties and clubs around and stuff. Then from there, we broke off and we got the Spunk Monkeys going. Matt and I got it going, and then we traveled all over with Spunk Monkeys. And then I left Spunk Monkeys a few years ago and got misbehaving back together because it fit my life a little bit better. So yeah. come full circle with that. And so, and I've probably left out about two or three bands in there somewhere. <laughs> so. See, I actually didn't hear, even like hear about Ten Till Midnight. You might have mentioned it. Yeah, that was, a, that was a good little band. That's too. a cool name. Yeah, it's a movie. That, that we a named name. that after a movie that you can look the movie up. It was kind of a it's kind of become a cult kind of classic or whatever you call it, where people go back and watch these cheesy movies and they think they're <laughs> yeah. something. And, and but it, it's a it, I've watched some of the movie and it's been a long time. But uh, that the name of that movie was Tindall Midnight. You know, That's it was a pretty cool. neat movie. And uh, but we had the whole. I was playing. I was just sixteen at that time and I was playing with guys that were a good bit older than me and we had keyboards uh, drums uh, bass and then a, a lead singer that was his name was Glenn Mullen and he was a wild man put on a good show and I remember playing with them we'd go up to Memphis and played a few parties at a, um, like sub like block parties in Germantown and stuff like that so I was 16 you know making a little money playing the guitar probably weren't supposed yeah. to be there but yeah i don't know probably not but i was there anyway <laughs> yeah i had to work <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um okay so speaking of the spunk monkeys i want to ask if you remember something Good. that um i wake up at like two in the morning thinking about this sometimes <laughs> um so you used to be the music teacher for yeah. the little ones at myrtle yeah and when i was in your class i raised my hand one time like I had this big question and I said, Hey, are you a fan of the spunk monkeys? And everybody groaned audibly and you, you laughed. I, f I feel like it was probably a fake laugh, but I was just wondering if you remembered that. I, I, well, I, not specifically, but I do remember a lot of kids at that time because they, I was still in the spunk monkeys at that mm -hmm. time too. Yeah. I remember a lot. I would get a lot of that, uh, you know, people were like, hey, you, are you a spunk monkey? <laughs> and stuff like that. And uh, I don't specifically remember that, but I do remember a lot of the kids asking mm -hmm. questions because what happened was, was uh, a lot of 
the parents of the kids knew, you know, they hung out and they, where we played at back in the day, they, yeah. they knew us. So it was, you know, they'd say, you know, you're, I could just hear them, your music teacher plays in a band called Spunk Monkeys and we used to go see them at the zoo, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. But, yeah. But that was pretty neat. I mean, and that's another coming full circle, you know, going back to Myrtle and teaching music. I mean, in a million years, you know, that's the thing. You never know what you end up doing. And I would have never guessed. I would have never guessed I'd have come back and been a teacher, period. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, I guess you had to grow up sometime. Or a, I guess it's more of a stable stable job. Well, yeah. Not it, always it, on the road. It fit, the, it, it fit my life at the time and, and uh um you know what i was doing and able to you know stay home on the weekends that was a thing that i loved the band i loved playing but the downside of it was just being gone every yeah. single weekend mm-hmm. and i mean it's still great and it was great times but there is a it's a lot of sacrifice that, that you don't think about you know the uh, most people just think, oh man, it's just a party, and, and it is, but it's a lot of, you know, Preparation. driving, and you're away from home mm-hmm. the whole time. I remember being the bass player one time, I knew it was time to probably take a break from the that grind, whenever me and the bass player one time was driving home from a gig on a Sunday, it was beautiful, and somebody was out mowing their grass, and, and he was like, man, I'd, I'd like to just be able to mow my grass sometimes on the weekends (laughs) but nothing to put down what i did because i did enjoy i'm very lucky that i got to do that especially with you know i mean we were all four like best friends you know with the spunk monkeys and they just kind of snowballed and and uh we we ended up going a lot of places you know that didn't intend on getting getting as far as we got you know probably could have went further you know but but uh, it's a pretty neat experience. But coming full circle, coming back to Myrtle, that was a pretty neat thing. You say you've uh, played a lot of places. I mean, you know, like went different states and everything. What was like some of the like best places y'all have played? Well, uh, yeah, we played pretty much at least you know a few times in almost every state or in the southeast. Um, we always tended to, for whatever reason, we did good in Texas. We played Dallas and yeah. and uh, Houston, and they always, for whatever, I don't know if they felt sorry for us or what, but they seemed to uh, like us over there. They just got us. Uh, I played Florida a lot. That was always fun because you're on the beach and you know that's you know playing those type places on the beach. It's always a good party atmosphere. Just a good time. Um, that was always good. Um, we just, you know, we went to North Carolina, Wilmington, South Carolina, Georgia, you know, just, um, but honestly, probably the funnest gigs were home in Mississippi, you know, really, right. you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, but uh, I would say that in Tennessee, played up there a lot, so, but, but probably mostly Mississippi and Florida was probably the bulk of our playing. Yeah, I remember y'all yeah. playing Florida a lot. I actually never... Was able to go to one of those. You went down there, but you were so little. I don't think you got into the place. But yeah. you was at the. We actually got to go to Key West. You know the southernmost point of the United States. We went down there several times and played, and and that was a good experience. And yeah. We probably went down there four or five different runs. Play there. We'd play at a place called Sloppy Joe's, which was Ernest Hemingway's hangout. You know, back in the day and. 
you know, we'd play six nights in a row when we was down mm. there and stay in a bear Whoa. house right on the beach. So it was out pretty was good pretty gig. Neat. Yeah. We had our own pool and the beach, so you know hey. <laughs> it was all right for some twenty something year olds. Oh know? yeah. Um I actually used to uh I was part of the band, I guess. Yeah. Back when I don't even know how old I was, probably like five, maybe. Yeah. I was uh I worked the smoke machine. Yeah, you were pyrotechnics specialist. Yeah. <laughs> but you it was a machine. huge job. I had a remote and I could go out in the crowd and still watch and I'd kick it off. They'd tell me whichever song. I think yeah, it was Jump were, by Van Halen. Yeah, you were very uh protective of the smoke machine too. Yeah, tell tell the story on uh on that. Yeah, I think the one of the other bands our smoke machine was set up and then they started or I think it's automatically started going off or something and and uh, Caleb here pitched a fit, didn't think that that opening band needed the smoke machine, so had to calm him down a little bit. Yeah, I almost, <laughs> I think I remember, like, I almost went back there and, like, I, I don't know what I was going to do, but I was... <laughs> but you did a good job at the smoke machine. You had yeah. good smoke machine techniques, I guess. So. I'm still waiting on my on my check. Yeah, <laughs> uh, probably have to wait a little longer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess so. You have anything to? Um, no, I'm just sitting here listening. These you are just enjoying. These it. are all yeah stories. <laughs> yeah, and and you know there's so many stories that you could just go on and on. I mean, so many bad stories. Seem like, you know, seem like a lot. Especially in the early days. I mean, we we really, you know, from the ground up. I remember we would take our first gigs. We would take our pickup trucks, you know, and put equipment in it and. And then we got enough money and we started a band fund and I remember we raised five hundred dollars and we went and bought a van for five hundred dollars. I'm sure it ran well. well. Well the first thing we had to do was go buy a battery for it when we picked it before <laughs> oh. we could even, and we ran that thing for probably a year and uh didn't do anything. I think the only thing we did to it was change the windshield wipers and it was awful the roof leaked we couldn't keep our equipment in it and when we went somewhere if it rained we'd be soaking wet when we got there see i guess y'all went from the the van i don't remember that van i guess then y'all went to that big red truck i remember it was black it was black well we went we had several vans before that we had a but we'd we'd move up in vehicle we'd go on up to another van a little bit nicer i remember we got a bronco not a bronco a suburban and we bought a trailer and we had that so we could all ride in the suburban and had that uh, trailer and the it was not like a i don't know like a full-size suburban so it, it really wasn't made to be able to pull that heavy a trailer so we were constantly breaking down in the middle <laughs> of nowhere and that was before cell phones so we'd literally be stuck on the side of the road for six hours and um uh, Somehow we still made the gig. We knew we had to make the gig. If it broke down on the way home, it wasn't as big a deal because we... Yeah, y'all already got the, it done. We got mm-hmm. the job done. But we, there for a while, it just seemed like we would break down all the time. I don't, you know, it's amazing that we stayed together through all that. And then we finally got, you know, a little money coming in and we bought more dependable vehicles and that kept us going. Yeah, you got know. A, I know they still have that... Uh, they still run the, the Ford. Band. What yeah. was it? Uh, I forget. I don't what see it how was. there's probably a million miles on that thing. Now. I know it's, it's a. It was. A, it's a good one. It's a. 
have four Super Duty vans, so it was kind of it's designed to you know pull trailers and you know. I have a couple of stories on that, or really just one story on that van from what I remember. It was a very traumatizing experience. I was in the back seat and I was sleeping, and a spider crawled on me, and you had to. It was on yeah. a sock. And you just chopped the sock. That was in the truck. That was in the truck? I think so, yeah. I thought it was in the van, because the van had those terrible carpet seats. Yeah, just kind of, uh, you know, just buying equipment and saving up your money, putting back a little bit of money to uh, have a band fund where you haven't got to come out of your pocket. And just, uh, I was just constantly, you know, and I got into the business side of running it like a business, too, you know, mm-hmm. which a lot of people don't think about when you talk about a band but i mean it's a business you know just, right. just like you know anything and and uh that takes a lot of time and, and you got to learn to balance all that so you talk about driving let me ask you where's the farthest you've driven for a gig well that would probably be key west really i was about 22 hours and uh i drove wow. it straight coming back just, drove it straight yeah stopping only for bathroom gas and then we did have one blowout one time on the way back but <laughs> i do remember i think jerry might have taken over at some point but i remember driving the bulk of that and i also remember driving i remember doing we did a gig in uh uh Wilmington, north carolina we went out there and played a couple nights huge festival thing was kind of it was, we felt like we was in over our heads couldn't believe it had us there but i was neat experience and we played on a Sunday and left out we played early that day that day we played early like 2 o'clock or something left out and I drove all the way to Tupelo which was about 10, 11 maybe even 12 hours I can't remember from Wilmington, North Carolina drove straight and I was working in Tupelo at the time had to be at work at 8.30 walked in the door right at 8.30 and worked all day you worked in a music store. So, yeah, that was uh, when I worked for Map Sound and Video. Oh, yeah. And I worked, but we played the gig, drove 12 hours, went to work, worked all day. And, uh, Good grief. So, we did a lot of that back then, you know. We was, you, I mean, know you had to. We guess, all, yeah. you know, pretty much all of us worked and, and we'd play three nights a week. And, and, you know, some of us still going to school, you know, going to college and all. I mean, we just. I, looking back, I don't know how we did it, but we, I guess just being younger and having that energy and just that drive, passion to do something. And, well, we're having fun. Yeah. Making uh, you mentioned, money. Like I mentioned before, I asked, like, what your biggest inspirations were and everything, but did you ever play for, like, open up or play in the same venue as some of your inspirations? Yeah, we got to do that uh, gig, and I think it was 2011, after I'd done come back to the band and uh, we got to play uh, at the uh, it's called the Bank Corp South Center I think it's Cadence Cadence Bank Bank Center Center or something I can't keep up with all of it but uh, we got to play with uh, Poison and Warren on that we opened up for them and got to meet those guys and hang out a little bit you know as much as you can with people that size you know celebrity or whatever but uh, that was pretty neat Um, that was a pretty huge gig playing with them you know it's pretty neat to see and the dressing rooms, you know, you have a star on it. The, you know, Poison had a star on their dressing room and Warrant did. And we have one too on Spunk Monkey. So that, huh. that was pretty neat. Yeah. And uh, played a gig, opened up for 
or played after Chuck Berry one time. And Chuck Berry was always, uh, I remember when I first started playing guitar, I learned a lot of his licks. I got one on books and, you know, with the tab and all that. And, it was, uh, and I, I would study and try to learn a lot of his little stuff he did and got to play a gig with him. And that was interesting. <laughs> Chuck Berry's a character. And, uh, you tried to get your guitar signed by yeah he wouldn't sign it he, he was walking straight to his uh, well it wasn't a bus it was an RV and uh, his great grandson or his grandson and his son signed my guitar but Chuck wouldn't sign it because he kept saying that I'd put it on eBay and sell it which <laughs> I might would have but I doubt it because it was that guitar there too yeah. 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 That guitar has a bunch of signatures on it. You've yeah. had that one for years. Yeah, it's just my kick around guitar, but yeah. but yeah, that's a part of the band life there, you know. Yeah. I mean you talk about playing at uh y'all playing at Cadence Bank or Bank Corp South back then. You just recently uh you and Mike played yeah. a little duo set at Cadence Bank for Whiskey Myers. Yeah, we got to play in the VIP lounge area there for before the Whiskey Meyer show, and you know we used to do a little acoustic thing. That was real neat. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't even know they were doing that little lounge area there, and they asked us to do that. So that, that was, was a pretty neat little deal. Like a couple of weeks ago, I know, or a week yeah. and a half ago. Well, it was it was a week a week ago tonight. Yeah, that's right. Wow, that was so, a week ago. Well, but that's neat, you know. Yeah. Get to do anything like that's always pretty neat, you know. And then we saw Whiskey Myers right after. And yeah, yeah. Put on a good show. Yeah. But, I mean, you have anything to add, Jake? I know you've kind of uh, just been sitting over yeah. here. In the, well, in the let me ask you, who all has signed that guitar? You can um, get it out, I guess. Yeah. Oh, grab, grab that's a, Show it to the camera. <laughs> well, you know, that's mainly, uh, all these are mainly like, friends of mine really yeah. that played you know and that's why I worked at the music store uh, but that's Chuck Berry's uh, son and his grandson I think and that was 2000 whatever that is I think that's, that's three, three, five, five, maybe? Five, three three or five three. something like that <laughs> and that's Stuart Wyndham he's passed away now but he was one of the owners and he owned the zoo and and uh, Johnny Wigington buddy of mine Eric Stogner he's probably worked on this guitar for yeah a little bit pretty cheap guitar but it's fun to play and Johnny set it up but just friends I need to get some more friends to sign it <laughs> you could I, have kind of stop you could have what the podcast yeah y'all can sign it <laughs> I don't care but uh so, so is this going out over the airwaves now are we live no we're not live <laughs> not live no no so we can edit Yes, yeah, we yes. can say that awkwardness can be removed. Yeah. Well, that's about be what you want to leave in there, you know. That's about like, Well, we're, we're going to probably start a blooper segment uploaded yeah. on our little Instagram. Eventually, yeah. Also, we get enough collected. Uh, we just hit 100 followers. Ooh. Oh, that's good. So, yes. Jake is going to, I guess he I've put already his, put the order in. He put his uh, foot in his mouth with that one. He. Yeah, I'm kind of regretting it now. I promised when we hit 100 Instagram followers that we would, um, I said we would eat a ghost pepper, but we're not doing that. <laughs> we're um, uh, we're going. I already placed the order. It's the hottest hot sauce I could find. 
It's what was a Scoville unit? Six million Scoville units. <laughs> Don't drink it. I, oh, no. I actually turned up a bottle after after one of our gigs. It was kind of a dare, and I turned up a bottle like that. And it, uh, Seriously, and it's funny as heck, but it, uh, they I had to call an ambulance for me, for real. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, a few years ago, was I was in... <laughs> Speaking of dumb, a few years ago I was in uh, Gatlinburg with a church group, and there's a place called Pepper Palace, which is where I ordered. We've probably been there before. Probably, I think we did. And you know, we all walked in there, and the guy in there could tell that we were young and dumb, yeah, willing yeah, to yeah. do stupid stuff. So he um he got us to do the end challenge, which that's what the hot sauce is called, the end. Mm-hmm. And um, it makes sense. He got the chip was this big. And he put one little drop in the middle of it and made all of us eat. That and stuff was unreal. It was unreal. We we were sprinting. It was in a strip mall. We sprinted out of Pepper Palace and ran. There's a place called Dick's Last Resort. Oh, yeah. I know. Y'all ran to the <laughs> worst place possible. I know. That gave me a hard time for We went into the um, building and the um, host, I guess he was just shocked. So he dropped the act of being mean and he just ran to the back um how scared him yeah i guess we did because we were screaming and yelling at him and um he took us to the back in the bar and the bartender i guess was more used to stuff like that and yeah. she she gave us milk yes yeah, what they gave she, me yeah she uh she cussed us out though on the way out yeah, don't y'all, do it again <laughs> y'all probably deserved that uh, we, we probably I, did I never i mean that's what i mean it was as funny and as but it wasn't too funny at the time i was really ooh, i was yeah, but, uh, we're gonna do one little speck on a chip yeah, or yeah. something yeah, uh, yeah. it was originally gonna be just Jake doing it, but then I felt bad, so I guess <laughs> I, I guess I'm gonna have to do it. We uh, do very, very little. Uh, have you ever heard of that stuff called Dave's Insanity hot sauce? Know. That was the several years ago. That was the really, really hot stuff, man. But uh, too hot for me. Especially now, <laughs> when you get old, you older, you really can't. Yeah, I do love, that stuff. I love um, hot sauce. We have dozens of not dozens, but Probably eight dozen. Yeah. Millions of hot sauces. Yeah, in the the cabinet in there. I always like make mac and cheese and put a little (laughs) concoction together, but I'm sure what we do. We're not going to be making any concoctions and stuff. (laughs) I'll probably go on a little little break from hot sauce after we try that. (laughs) Yeah. Strictly have a gallon of milk ready. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But. <laughs> Some ice cream, tubs of yeah. ice cream. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess we are about out of time. Yeah. We are 26 minutes. We actually made really good time. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't tell too good. many secrets to, you know, give away anything to, oh, yeah. to get me in trouble. So this was, pretty, <laughs> yeah. this was a pretty good interview then. <laughs> yeah. We kept it PG, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. trained himself before he, he came yeah. on, so can't really say too much, well, but. Well, okay. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, good luck to y'all. Maybe you'll get a hundred more when you put this out there. You know? Hopefully. Hopefully. Just go, <laughs> go viral. Yeah. <laughs> right-headed old rocker on there. Yeah. All right. Well, thank y'all. Thank you. Yep. This is What the Podcast, signing out.